What is your plan B if your investment idea was wrong and totally goes against you? Get ready to learn all about red flag number two of bad investment choices. I'm Brian Ellis. I'll tell you all about it right now in episode number 84. You're listening to Self-Directed Investor Radio, America's only podcast exclusively for affluent, self-directed investors, where each day of the week you receive innovative investment strategy and deadly accurate market analysis that's untainted by Wall Street and unblemished by government propaganda, all in seven minutes or less. Coming to you now from iTunes, Stitcher, and SDIRadio.com, here's your host, Brian Ellis. So that's what a severe sunburn feels like. (laughs) Hello, my friends. Thank you for indulging my day off yesterday so I could spend some time with my family. And thank you for the many wonderful comments you folks sent to me as a result of that little show. I really do appreciate it. We took a five-mile kayaking journey, and it was a lot of fun. Actually, we were in kiwi boats, which are like kayaks with an open top. And as fate would have it, I spent a lot of time in the water, <laughs> including one time when my daughter Kayla managed to turn my boat over while trying to be helpful. <laughs> it was a great day, and I'm so glad I got to invest that time and focus into my family. Thanks again for your indulgence. Folks, being a self-directed investor is all about showing respect for your own capital. That doesn't mean necessarily being conservative. It doesn't mean focusing on low-yielding investments. What it really does mean is that we allocate our capital and consistently reevaluate our investments on the basis of three core characteristics, which are simple, safe, and strong. I call this the S3 standard, and there's great wisdom in considering the converse of those standards as red flags. In episode number 83, I told you all about red flag number one, the danger of complexity, and why you and I, well, we may not be as smart as we think we are, and thus complexity is a factor to be aggressively avoided when making investment decisions. So be sure to check out episode number 83 if you haven't yet heard it. But today we move on to red flag number two, which is no plan B. My friends, think of your most recent investment. I hope it was successful for you. I really do. And whether it was or it wasn't, please answer this question for yourself. What would have happened if the investment went completely wrong? What would be the real ramifications of that circumstance? Well, here's an example. If you bought a stock today at $100 and something happened overnight in Asia, which caused tremors in our market, and as a result, your stock was cut in half overnight while you slept, what would you do? Would you have any options at all? We all know that what I just described as a hypothetical is completely plausible. Similarly, if you bought real estate and the market started to move against you suddenly, what would you do? What is your plan B? Folks, let's be honest with ourselves about this. If the answer for you stock investors is that you'd set a stop loss order with your broker so your stock sells automatically if it goes below a certain price, well, you are aware, aren't you, that stop loss orders don't help you at all while the market is closed. Similarly, for you real estate investors, you all know that real estate is not a liquid market. To be able to sell the property quickly, you'd need to be able to do so at a very aggressive price. But could you do that without being severely damaged financially? So here's the thing, my friends. With your money, which came to you through your own blood, sweat, and tears, or maybe through the toil and trouble of someone who cares about you, a fundamental component of respecting that capital is to always have a plan B, one that's real and has a real hope of being effective. For example, with stocks, you can always purchase insurance for the value of your stock. Imagine if you bought that stock at $100 and you always had the right to sell it for $100 at all times, no matter what the current market price was. Well, that's entirely possible, only it's not called insurance. It's called a put option. We won't get into the weeds of using options to protect your stock portfolio today, but if you're a stock investor, this is a topic worth exploring. And folks, please don't do yourself the disservice of having false confidence in your portfolio selections just because somebody you trust or admire has made those selections for you. 
at the end of the day, if that person is wrong and every single one of them will be wrong at one time or another because they're human, it's still your money that will be lost, no matter the reputation of your advisor. Though, honestly, folks, stocks just can't get past red flag number one generally, which is complexity. And by themselves, they certainly can't get past red flag number two of having no plan B. But I digress. But let's be clear. Stocks do have one nice advantage. They're highly liquid. You can sell them anytime you want, basically instantly, for the then current market price. And that's a wonderful thing. But real estate isn't like that, is it? Look, I'm a big proponent of real estate investing. I really am. But you've got to be smart about it and realize the limitations. One of which is that real estate is illiquid. It will certainly take days to get your real estate sold and could very, very realistically take months. So what happens if the market starts to go against you? Well, there are two ways to hedge against that risk, but only one is really solid. The first way is to use the real estate investment to generate cash flow, which clearly provides some cushion against the potential for loss of equity. But that only goes so far. And frankly, it isn't a very good hedge if you're investing in single-family houses where if you lose just one tenant, your entire cash flow for that property evaporates entirely. So what's the real answer? Buy it right to start with. Only buy real estate when you can get in cheap on the front end. Why? That means you have room to slash your price aggressively enough to get the property sold very, very quickly. And if you bought it right to begin with, then you can do so without taking a hit. A good example. On Monday of this week, my flipping team bought a piece of real estate for one of our clients. They paid $99,000 for it, and the renovation bill will be under nine grand. The property will sell for about $150,000. So if something went wrong... We could very easily put that property on the market tomorrow for $120,000 and have it sold in a day or two and still at least break even, if not profit nicely, even from the downside. But that's our plan B on that deal. Plan A is to renovate and resell, which will, judging historically, lead to a cash-on-cash -cash return on the order of 20% or more within three or four months. But if that doesn't happen for some reason, we bought that deal right for our client. And our plan B would certainly minimize, if not entirely eliminate, the risk involved in that purchase. So what about your investments? Do you have a plan B? If not, is that an investment that's wise? Because it certainly means that you absolutely positively must be right. And who among us is always right? Certainly not me. Probably not you either, my friends. Consider this. How liberating will it be for you to know that even if your investment strategy went totally against you, you'd still be safe? Maybe you wouldn't make as much money, or maybe you'd even lose a little, but, but how much better is that than the risk of taking a massive, massive hit because you had no backup plan at all. If your investment strategy doesn't have a plan B built into the strategy from a fundamental, structural point of view, then you're just playing the odds. That's what venture capitalists do, not what wise, self-directed investors do. There's a place for venture capitalists, and thank God for them, but playing the odds is a strategy for them, not for you. Tomorrow we analyze red flag number three. In the meantime, my friends, invest wisely today and live well forever. Thank you for listening to Self-Directed Investor Radio with Brian Ellis. Don't miss a single episode. Be sure to subscribe to Self-Directed Investor Radio right now on iTunes, on Stitcher, and at sdiradio.com. Your feedback is always welcomed via email at feedback at sdiradio.com. This show is for entertainment purposes only and is not intended as legal or professional advice for your situation. Content is the property of the Self-Directed Investor Society.